Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick, and I'm your host. Today, we're going to talk about how a good story broke a tie. If you're new to the podcast, really happy that you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I'm the managing director and founder of The Brief Lab. The purpose and the point of The Brief Lab is to help you become a clear and concise communicator, to stand out. So I am really happy to talk about a success story that for me is very motivating. And I think for you can be a point of instruction and inspiration maybe to, to do something different, to see the role of narratives as being very central in your, in your lives as communicators. I tell people when I teach them in our courses that don't ever underestimate the power of storytelling of using narratives when you communicate. You tell somebody a story, it, it really helps them focus. It, it, it really gets them centered. It, it, it triggers imagination. It inspires action. And it's been part of the work that I've been doing for years. Um, I've, I love storytelling. I love narrative. I love the, the art of storytelling. I love the science and the, metho- the methodology of, of storytelling the structures and the effect um, and how it moves people. And I've been doing that, I've been doing this for years. I, I, I lead executive teams in, in a mind mapping exercise called narrative mapping. And it's been something that I've been doing for years where we convene, you know, teams of, you know, eight to 10 business leaders for a half day in a room and we have whiteboards and we, we, ta- we tackle a topic of discussion and we find that these leaders aren't on the same page and they're not telling the same story and they're not being consistent and clear and the way they message and communicate is confusing. So we, we create a story using a visual mind map and it's a really fun exercise that I've, my organization has been leading people to clarity and consensus. You know, how do we craft a narrative, a story that's worth telling and, and how that's led me to, to teach people how to do this and, and it's really led to the book and into the brief lab where we teach people how to do this. So a few months ago, I got an email from a former client. It's been almost 10 years since we worked together. And, and basically the, 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 the reason he reached out to me was because he was changing jobs. And we talked and, and we kind of were reminiscing back on the first project that we did together. And... Um, I want to talk to you about that story because it was a really, it was a really cool um, result, but the story itself was painful when it started. So um, I flew from Chicago and I flew to Toronto where this guy was based and um, we convened a group of his leaders and he worked for a pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical company in Canada and um, I was recommended by a mutual colleague to they were really stuck and they were trying to come up with a, a really compelling message to um, to compete in the marketplace. So I, I, I sat down, uh, I, I remember vividly, we were in a hotel, uh, we got whiteboards and flip charts and, and I led them through this exercise of creating this narrative map and asking them questions and writing on the board and drawing these map this map on the board of how to tell the story. And it was difficult. They were struggling really more than usual to to articulate you know what made their product different or you know 
what was special and how were they were delivering this and the area of impact and what was different and unique and and it was really it was an hour or two into this meeting and it was we weren't making any progress um, there's a lot of disagreement there's a lot of um, confusion and discord and I started prying and going deeper about you know what was what was happening and and I asked I said well who's your biggest competitor and the, the, the client that it was, it was Pegasus, and their, I think the client was Pegatron. So the names sounded almost eerily similar, identical really, Pegasus, Pegatron. And I asked, well, what's the difference, really the difference between your product and their product? And the answer was, you know, you know clinically not much. You know, both of the products were direct competitors. Uh, at the time, they were splitting the market roughly 50% for about two years. So right down the middle, um, both of the companies were focused on on delivering message messages to differentiate the pro their products, um, but their programs were almost identical, very very similar. They were saying almost the same thing. So I asked them, I kind of pushed back. I mean, is there anything you could say different about the product? And they're like, no, I mean, this is, we, we're saying these things because this is what we do and this is what the product does and it's really not that different. It was almost like a commodity where they were, they were almost exactly the same, you know, like selling paper, same weight, same color. <laughs> There's really, I'm like, and I asked them, like, what do you, you know, what do you propose to say? And they're like, well, that's what we asked you to come. And I said, hey, listen, I, I'm going to facilitate this discussion, but I can't tell you what to say about what makes your product different if you're telling me that there is no real difference. So we basically just stopped. The whole thing just stalled. And I said, well, we have to say something. So what do you want to say? And I challenged him. I said, you can't just keep on saying what you're saying. I mean, you're 50-50 market share. You're in a tie. It's been going on for a couple of years. If you keep on saying what you're saying, the result's going to be the same. Nothing is going to be different. So I challenged them. What story could you tell? What could you say to make a difference? And then we reinvigorated the conversation and we crafted a narrative that was all around focusing on the customer experience, regardless of whose product it took, the customer took. And we built that story. And the story was aspirational, but how this company was going to be committed to doing everything that they possibly could to help the customer, to help the, the patient, regardless of what brand they chose. So they, they, we mapped that out, and they committed to it. And they started telling the story. I didn't follow that, because I don't live in Canada, and I'm, I'm not really you know, a pharmaceutical follower, so I don't really follow you know, market share and you know, dr you know, drugs and who's prescribing what. And so I left, and they were committed to it and they went out and told the story and I kind of lost track of it. And then when I had this conversation recently, I said, well, so what, what happened? And truth be told, I probably should have called him years ago, but I just didn't. It wasn't, it, it, we kind of fell off, it kind of fell off my radar. But in any event, we had a conversation and he told me, he told me, you know, he's like, you don't know? And I'm like, no, I don't know what happened. He said, um, he's like, our story moved away from a product message and we started to really aggressively address the needs that were you know, present and difficult to treat patients and how they, you know, 
as a company and specifically as individuals, all those people in the session and the people that worked for them. So they all embraced the message, the story, that they would become the go-to resource to help treat these patients, regardless of whatever brand they chose. And that became the story that they embraced. And he said to me, which kind of blew me away, the power of a story is the customers responded and began to, to choose their brand over the competitor. And that their market share grew to 70% in 18 months. And obviously, you know, as the revenue grew, so did the profits, the company. And they started treating these patients and they started, their story won, won out. And, and of course the patients benefited because that was the focus of their, their story. Again, regardless of brand. Why am I telling you this today? You know what, a good story breaks a tie. You're gonna be stuck in moments in your life where you're like, you know what, I'm saying exactly what this other candidate for a job is saying, I am sounding like everybody else sounds. And what makes me different? What makes me stand out? You know, words can be worthless. It was a recent podcast that I released. And if you haven't listened to it, I recommend you listen to it because words can be worthless. You're saying all the right words, but people don't hear it because they've lost their meaning. In, in back to this, these two pharma companies, they're all saying the same thing. Nobody's hearing any of it. You know, a story could be what sets you apart. People love them, okay? And it can drive changes in behavior when you're telling them people know what to do. You know, they know how to respond. Narratives really stand out. That's what makes them relevant. And what surprises me is how people don't use them more often. You know, you can create a vignette you can give people examples. In a, in, a, in a course that we had recently at the Brief Lab, we did a really cool exercise where we gave people value cards. What I mean by it was a bunch of cue cards with the values like persistence, honesty, loyalty, integrity, um, you know, innovation. Think of like the values that you have in your organization. When people hear the word, it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, I suppose if you look up the, the word innovation in the dictionary, it'll give you a definition that might be interesting. But at the end of the day, when you hear these words and you put them on a list and you put them in a frame in, a, in the company's headquarters, does it really inspire anybody to action? So what we did in this exercise was pretty interesting is we had people tell a story behind the word. So bring the story, bring this word back to life. If it's lost all of its life, its, it's, it's value, Give me a story to illustrate it. So don't just talk to me about innovation. Give me an example. Don't just talk to me about integrity. What does that mean to you? Okay, or persistence, or whatever that word or value might be. So stories have this power. In this case of the pharma company, it broke a tie. Gave them 70% market share. In the case of a core value, it might inspire people to action and change behavior. Um, so a solid story can have that power. It can set you apart. It can, get, it can move people to action. So what, what do you want to be thinking about when it comes to, to a good narrative? F first is don't settle for boring. You know, push back like these guys did. They push back. They, they could have, you know, trotted out the same boring language and the same corporate speak. Don't do it. Don't settle for that. The second thing is using storytelling will allow you to make it personal. 
to commit to it. When you do that, when you tell a story behind a product or a company or, or you and your career, you'll stand out because it's not personal. It's, there's authenticity to that. And then finally, trust the fact that people love them. They love stories. They love when you tell them stories. It helps calm their brain. It helps inspire their minds. It gives meaning. It fuses life back into how we communicate with each other. People love them, so use them. Okay, so you can do this in an interview, certainly. Your elevator pitch for your company, your organization, you start a new business. You're giving a presentation, going through a bunch of slides. Can you insert stories in the presentation as, as almost like breaks for the brain? A moment for you to pause and give an example in your own words that you've prepared, okay? For your team, maybe this is a great opportunity to do an icebreaker if you have an offsite for your team. Have everybody tell a story about a defining moment in their life or, or you know, the best memory they had as a kid. That storytelling would give a chance to get to know each other. Maybe it's an icebreaker for a team. You know, and certainly for your company, on your website, the About Us you know, section, could that be better? Or, you know, like I said earlier, your elevator pitch. Case studies, you know, where we give examples or vignettes of successful clients and examples of work that we've done, that we've prepared in advance to, to showcase and explain what we do, but we explain it through a story. Um, for more on this, I, I recommend go back to the book. So in the book, one of the big points of inspiration for me to write the book was my work in narratives. So there's a lot of stories in the book, certainly, but there's also a section on storytelling and narrative that I think is worth looking at or rereading. Um, so thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm always appreciative of people that come to the podcast as a way of sustaining the skills that they've learned at the Brief Lab and, and when reading the book. Um, what else can I say? That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Just saying.